you have your Bibles, open them with me and turn to Genesis chapter 1. Genesis chapter 1, and we're going to be starting at verse 26. Then God said, let us make man in our image, in our likeness, and let them rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air, over the livestock, over all the earth, and over all the creatures that move along the ground. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air and over every living creature that moves on the ground. Then God said, I give you every seed-bearing plant on the face of the whole earth and every tree that has fruit with seed in it. They will be yours for food. Now, let's address the first issue because there's three... Uh, I'll tell you the three issues right off the bat. So if you're taking notes, you can kind of write down, these are the things that I'm going to be addressing. Number one, um, there is a, a, um, an accusation, I guess you could say, that Christians use what is called the creation hierarchy that you see in Genesis to justify female subjugation. Which What does that mean? It means women being forcefully controlled by other people. So what do they mean by a creation hierarchy? They're basically saying that we as Christians use the fact that the male was created first to say, well, since he was created first, he's the, the woman is subjected to him. Now, I actually saw a tweet just the other day that made me laugh. And the person said, I, I think they were, they say they're a pastor, I guess, but that's a very loose word these days. Um, and said, if we're going to go with the cre creation hierarchy, then then actually the, the animals and plants are in charge of us. And I had to laugh because I'm like, but did you read anything? Have we read our, our Bible? <laughs> I What did I just read? Listen to this. Rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air and the livestock and all the creatures that move across the ground fill the earth and sub subdue it rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air and every living creature that moves on the ground that's a good question i don't know what bible he's reading because it again it just i laughed like i literally laughed out loud when i saw that because i said creation hierarchy who <laughs> I mean because you have to you have to realize this people and I put and when I say people I'm gonna say Christians they don't like the Bible they don't like the Bible and I'm not sure they like God that much and I I, I hate to say that but I feel that that is often the case because they claim to be because their Christianity and I've noticed this tends <laughs> I agree John tends to be you know well we have to love everybody and you know social justice and um, you know building bridges instead of putting up walls and you know and this is this is what Christianity has somehow morphed into 
Should we love people? Yes. Should we care about people? Yes. The Bible talks about um, caring for, for, for the orphans and the widows and giving to the poor, um, you know, and, and caring about justice. Absolutely, yes. But it, it essentially becomes, you know, this thing where we can just decide as long as you love, you can just decide what's truth. As long as you're loving. So as long as you, you, you care about other people, you can just have truth be what you want it to be. But again, and I said this off the top, if you make a decision to say, I'm living by the word of God, it's going to direct my paths, right? Um, it's, it directs my path. Then you accept all of it and you accept it as the authoritative word of God. God's calling the shots. And not only that, not only that, but listen, I'm not going to let, um, bad Christians get, get me down. I'm, I'm proud to be a follower of Jesus Christ. Um, I'm, I'm proud. I'm proud to be a Christian. I'm proud to be, um, to, to love the Lord. So I, I don't really worry about what other people are doing. Um, and that's why it's important that we as individuals become students of the Bible, that we know it inside out and we don't, um, um, let our, our Bible knowledge come from other people because a lot of times they're, they have an agenda or they have, um, I want to say an agenda <laughs> that, that kind of aiming towards, and it's probably not the, the purest of things. And so we stick with what the word says, because these, these kind of subjects, they become very like, like I said, you know, I think this is true. You think this is true. We all think this is true. Ulterior motives. Thank you. That, that's a, that's what I was trying to say. Um, so that first issue, the order of creation, Genesis one is not indicating a chain of command as some people would have you believe. So humans were actually created last, yes, but they are not in subjection to everything that's created before them. God gave them a command to rule over creation. Now, where does that fit in with humans? Because if you go, let, let's go to 1 Timothy. Let's go to 1 Timothy chapter 2. 1 Timothy chapter 2. I do not permit a woman to teach or to have authority over a man. She must be silent. For Adam was formed first, then Eve. And Adam was not the one deceived. It was the woman who was deceived and became a sinner. Okay. Now, what, what's happening here? Because this is what kind of trips people up. They're saying, okay, well, Paul is using um, the fact that Adam was created first to justify man, you know, being, I guess you could say they, well, people would say like superior over women. Okay. Let's put it this way. Paul uses the creation story to state the headship of men in marriage because man in the original language in this text refers to husband, and woman in the original language in this text refers to wife. So this is actually a statement 
about the headship of men and men in marriage in, in a, a, a terms of leadership does that mean and i'm gonna I'll, I'll pose the question to you who are listening does that mean that men should be seen as superior i'll wait for the answer there's a delay that's the hard part about asking questions on a live. There's like a major delay. No, thank you. Absolutely not. What you need to understand and you need to grasp as we go through this study, it's not about when the woman was created. It's about why the woman was created. Turn to Genesis chapter 2. Genesis chapter 2. Because when Paul's making that statement, there's a reason why he's making that statement. So let's let's find out why. Because that, like I said, that scripture could trip some people up. So Genesis chapter 2, let's go to verse 18. The Lord God said, It is not good for man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. Now, first of all, let's stop there. Um... The word helper, it means a, a, a help meet. So God saw that man was not complete. God saw that all of the other things created were not the same as the man. And so someone needed to be created, number one, to help him propagate his own kind. But it's not just limited to reproduction. It's also communication. Animals and plants don't talk, right? Well, at least, uh, maybe a parrot, but other than the parrot. Um, communication, ideas, thoughts, opinions, vocabulary, production. There was, what was needed was a helpmeet, suitable for the man intellectually, morally, and physically. His counterpart, his helpmeet. Okay, so animals and plants, they could not speak or communicate or work with man to create, to innovate, to expand. I always tell this story because it, 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 it's just, it's so true. Because I, I live near a lot of farms and when I drive by the, the cows, they're doing the same thing every time. They're eating and they're sleeping. They don't do anything else. They don't create. They don't innovate. There's no, there's no cow cities. There's no cow infrastructure. They don't do anything. They're just there. So God realized and saw man's not complete. He needs something, an exact counterpart, a helpmeet to come with him, alongside him. And when, listen to this. Not just milk. Cows also give meat, which is important too. Um, woman, if you're taking notes, you could, you could write this down. Woman was was not taken out of man's head to be lorded over by him, nor from his feet to be trampled by him, but from his side to be equal with him, from under his arm to be protected by him, and from near his heart to be loved by him. Three things, equal, protected, loved. Again, if you're taking notes, I'm going to say those three things again. Equal, 
protected, loved. Turn to another scripture with me. Turn to 1 Peter chapter 3. Because one thing that you're seeing from the account in Genesis, and we're going to get to more of the account in Genesis later, um, that the woman was created, she was, yes, taken from the man, but she was his counterpart, his equal, his helpmeet. She was different to him, but it wasn't like, you have to, this is something important that you have to realize. It wasn't as if she was like an inferior species. She was the same species, right? She was the same, same, but, but there's, there's differences in the man and in the woman, but in terms of, of who they are, they were the same. It, it's not the same as like you and your dog. Um, you know, when people say I'm a, I'm a dog mom, I, I, you're not the same species. I understand that animals can be like part of the family. I get that. Um, I, I, my friend's dog died and I cried because I, I love the dog. So I get it, but you're not the same species. You are superior to the animals. God said so. You are to rule over the animals. Okay. Or even I've heard, um, a, a, a plant parent that you have a lot of plants. So they're like your children. <laughs> I like plants. I, I, I have a, a, a palm plant outside of my house every summer. I, I, plants are great, um, but you are not the same as them. So you, you have to understand this. So anytime, anytime, and I, I, listen to me, you hear any kind of talk that people dependent on their gender, dependent on their race, dependent on anything about them, that there's some kind of this one's better than this one. That's not the Lord. People are different. They have different functions, right? You're, you're going to have, uh, you, 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 people have different things that they do in life, right? If you go to the hospital, um, you wouldn't, but if you did, you respect the doctors there because you know, the, the, the doctors are, uh, um, they're in an, an authority in that place, right? Um, if, if you go to, I was in a courtroom a couple weeks ago. If you see a judge, there's a respect for the judge. It's not because he's better than me. It's because there's a respect there because he's a, a, a signal of authority there. So we're not, pe people are not the same in terms of everything that they do. But in terms of who we are, we're people. We are equal in value. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. I don't care what you look like, what your past is. And that's why I love the body of Christ. Because we don't discriminate based on any of that. All are welcome to come into the body of Christ. We give you a choice of whether or not you want to follow Christ. That's going to be your choice. But when you walk in the door, we're not like, mm, nah, you're not the right one. You're not the right kind. You can't come in here. No. So anytime, anytime you hear some kind of talk that men are, are superior because they were created first and they're, no, they're not superior, but we're different. And I'm going to get into those differences. So turn to first Peter chapter three, first Peter chapter three and verse five. For this is the way the holy women of the past who put their hope in God used to make themselves beautiful, 
They were submissive to their own husbands, like Sarah, who obeyed Abraham and called him her master. You are her daughters if you do what is right and do not give way to fear. Husbands, in the same way, be considerate as you live with your wives and treat them with respect as the weaker partner and as heirs with you of the gracious gift of life so that nothing will hinder your prayers. Okay, there is some stuff to unpack there. Um, I'm sure some women might hear that and be like, excuse me, like weaker, what? I mean, I have to call my husband master? <laughs> oh, oh, the wife. <laughs> oh man. All the wives are, are like, all the husbands are gonna be like, my name is master, please. No, uh, so let's talk about that. So the word here that's used for master or another translation says Lord, small l, this is a term of respect. It is not, um, it, it is not in, in, in a sense of like, he's my master as if I'm a slave. Is that clear? Okay, so do, I'm, I'm gonna ask the men. Men, how important is it for you to be respected? How important it is for you to be respected? And I'm sure that every man would say it's very important. Why? Because it's like, it's literally ingrained within a man to desire respect. And respect doesn't mean, doesn't mean that you're better than me, but I respect you in a position of authority and not in a position of authority that you lord over the woman and you see here's here's the thing <laughs> here's the problem that that tends to happen we always go in every wrong direction what do i mean by that there's always um, um we always take it too much to extremes so it doesn't mean that the man lords over the woman or that she's under his thumb or that she never gets to have an opinion or never gets to, you know, oh, you know, you just do what I say and that's it. Remember, the woman was created to share with the man. What does this, literally in the scripture, it says, respect them as the weaker partner and as heirs with you of the gracious gift of life. We are heirs. Women, men, we are heirs together. It's not the man, the heir, and then we have to just, you know, do whatever he says. We're heirs. Now, what does it mean when it says the weaker partner? Because then, you, oh, you're calling me weak? You're saying that I'm not strong? I'm a strong, independent woman. I don't need a man. You know, I, I everything a man can do, I can do. I will, I will very gladly say that's not that's not how i feel um i don't i don't there's these videos um that i see a lot that come up about like what happens on for example oil oil rigs or what happens like what lumberjacks do and 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 the i have no interest in doing manual labor ladies are you with me i don't want to lift anything I have no desire for heavy objects of any kind. So if, if I was to say, um, 
any, any, I can do everything a man can do. You know, why would you want to? Why? Can I tell you why? Because there has been this um, intention to ruin what God has put in place. And everything always goes to a different extreme. So the man is seen as the head of the home and then what happens? He lords it over the woman and he abuses her and he hurts her and he doesn't love her. Why? Because he thinks that he's better. And there are men that, that deep down, though they won't say it out loud, they'll be like, I'm, um, you know, I know that I'm better than the woman, right? Th that happens. And then you have the women that are like, well, um, you know, I, I don't need a man and anything the man could do, I could do, and I'm independent and I, 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 it's all designed. It's all designed to split apart what God has ordained. And I'm going to tell you guys something, and I don't care if you disagree. It was better when the family structure was the way it was supposed to be. And we all know it. And if you don't agree, you might be too young to remember. But if you're not too young to remember, you know it. But slowly, slowly, it starts. TV shows, making the men look like, a, like an idiot. And we laugh. But there's no respect. The man, like he's afraid of his wife. Oh, oh can, I, uh, um, can I go golfing this weekend? Uh, you know. And so, and so the, the, what man and woman was designed to do, it's ripped apart. And then, and then you have men abusing the women, treating them badly. What is, what is Peter saying here? Re treat them as respect. Be considerate with your wives. Treat them with respect. You don't treat them like objects. You know, you don't, you don't treat them like they're, 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 they're just there to be used by you. But it's, it's both ways. I'm being as equal as I possibly can. I hope you can hear that. I hope you can see what I'm saying. Problems and mistakes on both ends. Why? Because the goal, the goal is to rip apart the family unit. The foundations of the family are out the window. We don't even know what it is anymore, but the scripture actually talks about it. And I'm going to get to that later. So what does it mean as the weaker vessel? It's not meant to be mentally. It's not referring to intelligence. It's literally referring to physically physically weaker the woman's not going to be able to do the things that the man does and again i'm not saying that there aren't some strong women i i've played women's hockey there's some strong women out there not saying that, that that there isn't but in general in general physically a man will be physically stronger and listen listen and i'm speaking to the men don't use that to your advantage to hurt a woman because you know that you're stronger than her and it happens a lot I mean, you know how many horrible videos you see of athletes, you know, the, the, the throwing the, the, there was one I saw not that long ago. He literally takes the woman and there's a baby in the room, by the way, a, a little toddler in the room, takes the woman, th throws her across the room because he's strong. 
And then you, yeah, right? And then you have uh, the men thinking that they could do whatever they want. See, you understand, right? I, I'm, I'm very, I'm being as equal as I possibly can. Because when you go outside of what God has intended, that's where problems happen. That's what happens. And then you, you, you know, you could see abuse on the other side too. It doesn't mean that women that we should be hitting God. I, and I've seen that too. As, as some kind of, um, you know, some kind of like demonstration to show that, that we're not weak. And so we hit, we hit the men or like, uh, we, 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 um, uh, he took the words out of my mouth, uh, uh, emotional manipulation. It's both sides, guys. I'm going to keep saying it over and over and over. There are mistakes on both sides. So it's referring to women physically being, I'm going to say more delicate, mostly, not always, but mostly, uh, more frail physically, mostly, more beautiful. This is what... Literally, I'm, I'm giving you what the original language is saying. Frail, delicate, and beautiful. The, the, the female is a work of art. And, and the male is, is like a, a, it's like a truck. <laughs> um, okay. So in other words, you don't, you don't act as a brute towards a woman. You don't, um... You know how, and I've seen, you know how many times I see this, and it makes me laugh, that guys, they like to like wrestle with each other. You know, I don't know, I guess it's a guy thing. I'm, I'm not, I'm not feeling it, I'm not with that, I'm not really sure why, but guys like to wrestle with each other, um, or like to fight, play fight. Um, you don't, you don't treat your woman like that. You treasure your woman as precious. You don't punch her in the arm to say hello like you would to your buddy okay so when it says weaker vessel it's not saying weaker as in she's like not as smart as you um or or not as you know whatever right no i don't know i think it's a guy thing i'm not i'm not judging i'm not judging guys they like to i i don't know maybe it's too much testosterone i'm not sure but you see again what are you seeing here in, in this in this portion of scripture in first peter 3 you're seeing a call to women to respect her husband and you're seeing a call to the men to treat their wives properly love them respect them right as heirs with you so you know what's you know what's interesting is that any man no matter who he is if ever he would have a mindset that he's better than a woman he's against the word of god that's just the way it is because it's saying heirs with you of the gracious gift of life that's right if the men if this was live men would be grunting right now um you know that there is a I, I was referring to tv shows there's a tv show it's a 90s show and it's one of my favorites it's called home improvement and um in see the thing with that show i felt as if it was really towing the line, okay? Because it was basically, the, the dad was like clearly the man of the house, 
but sometimes he would be a bit like he wasn't that smart, okay? I, I, if you're familiar with the show, do you, you see what I'm saying? And so already back then, it's like th that show was like dripping with testosterone. It was a very manly show. They, they, they had like a tool show. Everything was about cars and tools. And it's like, and, and, and um, uh, the mom, every scene, she's in the kitchen cooking dinner. Um, but she wasn't a very good cook, which, which was another joke. And so it's almost as if you're seeing like the roles are there. But now they're starting to change. Do you, do you see what I'm saying? So it, 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 it had the elements of the man is in charge. He's like a manly man. And he's, you know, and then, and then the woman's cooking. But then it's like she's not that good of a cook. And then the man's like a bit not smart. And so you make fun of him. And actually, I, I remember one episode where one of the sons, they had three sons. And he, he was making fun of his dad behind his back and the dad heard and he rebuked him. And I was like, yeah, that, because like men, they're not a joke. Yeah, let's just put it that way, because I can name you plenty of, of shows and sitcoms from the nineties that I think are funny where for some reason, the man is always the joke, right? Have you guys ever seen King of Queens? Funny show. But the guy is like, it's like he's always afraid of the wife, even though she's like, you know, three times smaller. You know. <laughs> oh, man. Home Improvement is so funny, I gotta say. Um, everybody loves Raymond, right? Um, it was, well, it wasn't a violent rebuke. It, he just told them, you, you know, you can't disrespect me like that. Um, everybody loves Raymond. What, what do you see in that show? It, it was like the dad, um, you know, couldn't even stand his kids. He never wanted to be home. Uh, um, he was afraid of the wife. He had to lie to her to do stuff. And, and so, and it's just, it just like, no, oh, I'm going to get to that, Sheba. I'm going to talk about men and their mothers for sure. Yeah, Ray is scared. And, and you know what I mean? And this was the 90s. Yeah, the mother, it's like the mother was in charge. That's for sure. Um, this, so this was a long time ago. This was a very long time ago. And they were, they were starting to toe that line. That's how I feel when I think about these shows. And, and why am I talking about this? Because this is what's put into your mind's eye. This is what is put into your head. Okay. These are the things that are being fed into you. Oh, that, that, you know, um, the wife, the wife's really technically in charge and the, the husband should be afraid of her. And it's like, oh, I need to ask my wife permission. See, you know, here's the thing. And I can, I'm not saying that I, I have the perfect marriage, but my marriage went through a lot of difficult times. And so we finally come to a place where we understand, you know, what works and what we should be doing. So it's not about asking permission. You know what my husband says all the time? He says, um... So what are our plans for the weekend? So then if I say, you know, well, I'm like, and I, and I don't say to him, we're doing this and you have no choice. I say, well, listen, I, we got invited here. What do you think? So it's not, you know, it, it is, it is a, it's a partnership. And again, I'm not saying that I have it all figured out, um, but it's a partnership. Okay. Nobody should, nobody should be afraid of the other person both ways. 
that you're afraid of your wife yelling at you or, or you're afraid or you, you know you tiptoe around your husband because you don't know if he's in a bad mood and then his temper is going to come out why because everything's off we've just we've we've come off of the what god has intended for men and women what god has intended i want to read you a scripture in proverbs chapter 14 verse 1 um and I'm going to read it in the Amplified Version, okay? So listen to this, Proverbs 14, verse 1. The wise woman builds her house on a foundation of godly precepts, and her, house, and her household thrives. But the foolish one who lacks spiritual insight tears it down with her own hands by ignoring godly principles. When, ladies... You can set the atmosphere in your home. You can do that. You can set the atmosphere. You can have it be an atmosphere of peace and an atmosphere of love, or you can have it be an atmosphere of strife because you're constantly butting heads. You know, oh boy, I'm not going to get through a lot of this. Let me skip a bit because I, I really wanted to get to this. Um, Turn to Genesis chapter 3. Because I want to, before we close, I want to talk to you a little bit about the blame game and what, what often happens and what you hear a lot. Well, my husband's not doing this or my wife doesn't do this. It's always their fault. Oh, my, my husband's a mama's boy. Uh, can I, I'll give a call to the men. Men, what does the Bible say? It says you leave your father and mother, and you cleave to your wife. Let me say that again. You leave your father and mother. So, what does that mean? It means that you cannot be a man who is looking for his wife to mother him. So you leave your mother, and now you're looking for another mother who you just happen to be married to. That's not the way it works. And especially ladies, women that have kids, you don't need an, a, a, another one to take care of. And I don't know how that happened. I don't. I'm not really sure exactly why it kind of becomes that. Um, I, I don't know. Um, so, so the Bible gives a command. Men, you leave your father and mother and you cleave to your wife. And then there's there's responsibilities that the man has. I'm not, guys, I have like a million pages of notes. So I, I, I know that you're probably thinking, what about this, what about that? I will get to it, most likely next week, but I wanna read this specifically. Turn to Genesis chapter three and verse six. When the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye and also desirable for gaining wisdom, she took some and ate it. She also gave some to her husband who was with her, and he ate it. Then the eyes of both of them were opened, and they realized they were naked, so they sewed fig leaves together and made coverings for themselves. Do you want to know what's interesting? Their eyes were not opened until what happened? Until the man ate the fruit. When the woman ate the fruit, Nothing happened until she gave it to the husband. The husband ate the fruit and then their eyes were open. He should have spoken up 
to protect the woman and to protect his dominion. But he stayed silent and he ate it with her. That's why the Bible says when sin came in, it came through one man. You can read that in Romans uh, chapter 5, verse 12. Sin was attributed to Adam and not to Eve. Why? Because he was given the responsibility over creation. In Genesis 2, 7, it says, uh, no, not 2, 7, sorry. 3 should be 3, 7. Where did I... Uh, here. Genesis... Why, why isn't it right? Oh, sorry. Genesis 2, 15. The Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work it and take care of it. And the Lord God commanded the man, You are free to eat from any tree in the garden, but you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, for when you eat of it, you will surely die. Then, verse 18, God said, it is not good for man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. So what happened? Eve had not even, well, she, her name wasn't Eve yet because Adam gave her that name, but the woman wasn't created when God gave that command. So the man was given a responsibility. So although they both together were to have dominion because human beings are to have dominion, the responsibility begins with the man to, to, to be that, that, that measure of authority, that, that, that last, hey, God, Eve, sorry, Adam had an opportunity to say, Eve, or woman, what are you doing? <laughs> um, you're not supposed to eat that. He didn't say anything, and then he ate it. So yes, the woman was deceived. And women, we pay a very high price for that. All the women know, we pay a very high price for the fact that we were deceived. But Adam was not deceived because he knew. But he made a choice to eat it. Even though he knew it was wrong, he was supposed to protect her, and he did not. And now since then, just as much as there are women who try to lead because they feel they have no choice, men, some men, and I said some women try to leave, lead, and some men try to run from it. And they're both wrong. And just as in the Garden of Eden, no one would accept responsibility. They just pass the blame off. The woman blamed the serpent. The man blamed the woman. And he blamed God, really. He said, um, uh, uh, this woman that you gave me. <laughs> Could you imagine? Being like to God, hey God, what were you thinking? So he, he liked the woman for certain things. And then it's like, hey, th th this woman you gave me. Look at what she did. Right? So this blame game, it just continues to go around. Well, you know, uh, men don't know how to be men, so um, we have no choice but to lead. Uh, you know, women, they're so domineering. Uh, they're always nagging. Uh, around and around and around. And the blame game started moment one when the woman was deceived. And the man didn't take his responsibility. So they were both wrong. And what ended up happening? Well... Oh boy, we won't get that to that today. 
a lot of mistakes have been made. A lot of mistakes have been made. I believe that that men ultimately went too far um, in subduing women, but then women, as a response to that, went too far in 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 you know when it comes to equality because it, it was it was basically um, feminism should be a celebration of being female, but really, what it's become is is that uh, we don't you know we're better than men and we don't need them and you know and and it's because do you know why women didn't used to vote they didn't used to vote because um the men represented the home so i i would suspect and i think in in a good home there was discussion right there was discussion and then the man went to vote and then women are like no no we and then then what happens well um um you know the 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 men are, are not doing their job right the men are, are doing um, um what they're supposed to do so now we have to do it why should i trust the man if he's not doing his job blah 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 and it's just around and around and around and around and no one takes responsibility for what they're supposed to do and I mean, let's let's be honest. I'm sorry, but it has to be said. The government. I, I believe that ultimately, though, I think the heart of feminism. I understand it because women were treated very badly, but the government, of course, as they always do, um, took advantage and and you know made it so that now you you could tax both people and you get the woman out of the home and everybody you know the kids are in daycare and in the public school system and it's just this trickle down effect and not to say that women shouldn't work in fact which we'll get to next week because i'm running out of time but women did work they did a lot of work so it, it's not about that um but there was a a, a system and a structure in place that was blown up and it all went wrong because the 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 ultimate uh, um, goal was that the man represented the household you know when i when i get to um which i i, I won't be able to get to it today but it, you, you read a lot about about um uh, like elders in the church and and who's qualified to be an elder someone who manages his household well so if you don't manage your household well you know <laughs> yeah that's a good way of putting it so i mean again like boy i i didn't i didn't get to as much as i wanted to but i want to i want to stick on this before we go yeah, exactly. Feminism, again, that should have been a celebration of, 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 of being female. And now it's because we don't even know what female is. There's no, what, you know, women sometimes are not very bright. Do you see what's happening? They want to eliminate women. You understand that, right? Do you hear me? You realize this, right? And they're not doing anything about it. But again, it, it things weren't perfect all the time. Why? Because when sin entered the world, um, and I'm going to get to this next week, 
but the enmity, the enmity that um, that came between the woman and the serpent, that enmity brought up a lot of oppression against women that should not have been there. And a, and a good man would not let that happen and wouldn't blame women for everything, which is the easiest thing to do. It's always the woman's fault. But I, I went right back to the beginning and showed that they were both responsible. They were both responsible. And you know that the curse on Adam, you know, just quickly, it says, uh, cursed is the ground because of you through painful toil, thorns, thistles. Do you know what that means? That means uh, um, this is where sickness comes. Things that are painful, things that hurt you. That's where it came from. That was the curse. That's why you know sickness is not from God because it came into place after painful toil thorns thistles these are all things that are, are are they hurt they damage that's where it came from that's the result of sin you know so the real easy thing is oh it's all the feminist fault listen i there was there's mistakes made on both sides again back to the beginning they were both responsible the woman was deceived but the man did not take his responsibility to protect the woman and to protect his dominion this is all genesis chapter 3 you can read all about the curses i will read some more of them next week um but this was all about not taking that responsibility that god put into place that he put the man to care and to love and to protect the woman. And he put the woman to be a help me, to be an heir with him, to be joined together with him, to help him. There are things that women are great at that men aren't great at. There are things that men are great at that women are not great at. There's some, some very bad men and bad women over the years that have done bad things. There's, it's both. It's never just one. And you have to understand that that's why I'm really pushing the, the, the account of creation and the fall and, and the original sin and everything so that you see and understand exactly what happened. Because then you'll start to realize, wait a minute, I do, I have a part to play. I can make things better. If I find out what God wants me to do and I carry out that plan and I say, Lord, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And I am going to be part of the solution on this earth and not part of the problem. I'm not going to keep digging the hole deeper of everything that, that has gone wrong. A lot of things have gone wrong because the enemy doesn't, it's all about enmity. It's all about division. It's all about ripping apart what God put into place. But we have an opportunity as, as men and women of God to say, I'm not, I'm not going to be like that. I am going to take responsibility as a godly man and as a godly woman. If I'm a, if I'm a man, 
I'm leaving my father and mother, and now I'm taking care of my wife. If I'm if I want to be mothered, then you're they're not ready to get married. Hey, figure it out and then get married. Because if you get married and expect you to have a glorified mother, well, and ladies, you read multiple times in the book of Proverbs about how bad it is to have a nagging wife. Let's not be that. Let's not try to take on a responsibility that we were never meant to bear. We were never meant to bear responsibilities that were not for us to carry. So it's actually, it's actually, that's the real liberation of realizing I don't have to carry the load that the man should be carrying. But again, I want to, I want to push it as much as I can. There's fault on both sides. There was two people in that garden of Eden. In fact, technically there were three, there was a third voice that came in. You don't allow a third voice to come into your marriage. In this case, it was the serpent. These days, it could be a mother. You know, it could be a father, it could be a friend. Well, Satan is at the core of everything, yes. <laughs> yeah, Val points out about serving and loving. That's what it is, and I'm going to get to that next week. Uh, when we talk about specifically the things that are outlined in scripture that men and women should be doing. You know. So be careful of, of allowing another voice to come in and disrupt things. Because that's not how it should be. A three-strand cord in a marriage is what? God, wife, or God, sorry, husband, wife. That's the three-strand cord in a marriage. No room for another voice. No room for your mother-in-law. Oh, you know, um, you're, not, you're not putting the kids in that school? Why? You know, you really should put your kids... Oh, you know, your kids really don't eat well. Um, you know, you should really try... Listen, there's a lot of wisdom to gain from from an older generation there's a lot of wisdom to gain from your parents the bible tells us to honor your parents but once a, a, a man and a woman enter into a marriage you can't have all these other voices coming in because it disrupts it and it's not just parents it's voices in the world you should you should be this woman you should be independent you don't need a man you can you can go to a, a sperm bank and have a, a kid without you don't need a man woman power you know all that stuff okay all, all that stuff you know the, the picture of the woman with the the I have no bicep I wore this on purpose to let you know that I have no bicep none so that picture of that woman with the you know what I'm talking about right that's that's not me you don't allow outside voices to come into your relationship. Yeah, that's true. Comparison. Oh, uh, hey, um, you know, you know, uh, um, Joan's husband does this, you know. How come you don't do that? Oh, you know, Billy's wife, Billy's wife does this. Why don't you do that? 
don't want to go. I don't want to be conscripted. Maybe it's just me. I'm not interested. I'll very happily stay home. Um, anyways, um, I got to close because I'm, I'm over time and I, I, I have way more to go. But we're going to finish this. There, listen, there are very strong women. In fact, can I just say, you know, um, I know a lot of strong women that are, that are amazing women, amazing women of God that, that are, are, are wonderful wives, wonderful mothers. So it's, it's good to be, to be strong in spirit. You know, that's very important. We don't, we don't, uh, um, shrink back. Right. But if you keep it in the parameters of how God designed it, that's when there's peace. That's when there's joy. That's when things are done right. And speaking of God's parameters, I want to ask you, are you saved? Is your life right with Christ? Because we've been talking a lot about God, about his, you know, what, what his word says, what his directives are for your life. So my question to you is, do you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? If you don't, pray this prayer with me because... There is a heaven and there is a hell regardless of what anybody might try to tell you. And you need to spend eternity in heaven with us, with your Lord Jesus Christ, if you make that decision. It'll be the best decision you ever make. Who you marry is an important decision. Whether to marry is an important decision. But the first important decision is making your life right with Christ. So if you've never done that, pray this prayer with me. Say, Father, I give you my life. Forgive me of all my sins. I believe in my heart that you raised Jesus from the dead. I confess with my mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and my Savior. I choose to follow you and not turn back. Thank you that I am now saved. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer, please message this account. Uh, we're going to get a Bible to you. Um, and if you did pray this prayer, welcome to the family of God. Um, I pray this helped you. Obviously, we, we're going to go to part two next week, next Monday. We're going to do, we're going to finish this up, do part two. Um, as we get closer into to Valentine's Day and everything, which, you know, that, that's kind of why I chose this time of year to do it. But it's very important. And it's like I said, if you, if you only remember one thing from this study, remember this. God's design is perfect. God's ways are perfect. The devil has tried to corrupt what God has designed. But we have an opportunity to study the word of God, to know what we're supposed to do, to know how we're supposed to be, to live right, and to affect other people around us. And say, I am not going to give in to stereotypes. I'm not going to give in to what society might be saying I should do. No, I know who God created me to be. He created me perfectly the way that I, that, that, in, in my role and function. You know, it's a, what always ends up happening is that, you know, everyone wants to be something that they're not or say, I was created the wrong way or I'm in the wrong body. No, you're so loved and cherished by God. That he would send his son for you. That prayer I just prayed. It's for you. That you don't have to live in confusion. Or think that there's something wrong with you. Because you, you look in the mirror and you're like it doesn't compute. 
You give your life to Christ and he changes everything and he turns you completely around. And then you learn to realize, I I know what God made me to be and I'm just right. I'm just right. There's no mistakes. God didn't make a mistake when he made you. And so if we can only just embrace our God-given identity, who we are in Christ, that we're his masterpiece, we're his workmanship, we're created in his image, If we can embrace that, it's going to make things a lot better. It's when we try to push against it. It's when chaos comes in.